gotta be a place up ahead where men ain't low down and poker's played fair. If there weren't, what are all the songs about? I'll see y'all there. And we can sing together, shake our heads over all the meanness and the used to be, and figure out whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 5, The Cost of Living. Emma, how you feeling on this episode? Oh. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm Emma mm-hmm. May. Yeah. Yeah, he's... And he's re- he really is not. I mean, he's in it. It's not that he's not in this episode. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think I'm of mad. how to. It's like he's not quite present. Didn't like that. I, I mean, we're gonna Didn't see it like when that. we go I the like the episode here. just fine, but I, episode, I wasn't at least in the present day stuff. The ending, I knew it was coming this season, but I didn't realize like it was they're gonna be real quick to describe because so, nobody I'm says anything, and it's kind of just like you know, imagery. I, I don't know. He doesn't have a lot to do on the island. His flashbacks are good, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We spent all this time hoping right. somebody would finally get a concussion and it happened and uh, what hath we wrought. Um, yeah, I think overall it's a pretty good episode, but I mean... We're and here's where we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about. Um, yeah, he has a concussion the entire time. If you haven't listened to the island, the episode that, that we did on the lost uh, writers' room toxicity controversy controversies, um, <laughs> the controversies, by the way, is uh, that's like uh, when when Hillary Clinton has a controversy, I think. Um, yeah, her story. Yeah, exactly. Controversies. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to go super deep into it again, mostly because I, I mean, I just don't want to dwell on it for too long. But I mean, we, we do have to talk about it in this episode for sure. So if you listen to that episode, though, I mean, I don't think we talk about how it's spoilers yeah, it's like scandalous in that one, story. but I think. This is about <laughs> as far forward as we go in terms of spoilers. We might talk about some of the later stuff a little bit, so I'm not sure on that. But um, yeah, uh, Adewale Agadnoye uh, Agbaje did not want to be on the show anymore. Um, he's barely in what was that episode three, uh, and then he's in this episode at least. And this is kind of—I mean, this is his send-off. Um, I guess we should maybe just start and talk about the toxicity stuff first, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, this episode was written by Monica Awusu-Breen and Allison Sh- Shapker, um, who, this is the mm-hmm. last time either of them, this is the only episode they ever are credited with writing on the show. I think that they are still writers throughout the rest of the season, it's just they're not credited with episodes. Um, yeah, that might be a good they are, I know that they're on stage it did feel after this season when Lost uh, is uh, winning Emmys uh, for writing. So they are at least involved enough in the rest of the season, I think, to be part of that. But, um, yeah, and w- I'm not even really going to bring up the stuff with them, but uh, I think mostly Monica Owusu-Breen uh, talks in the Vanity Fair article. Or I guess the the Vanity Fair excerpt of the Burn It Down book, which talks about all of these controversies. Uh, she hmm. she is uh, the one that uh, talked to the author, I think, more and talks about how uh, horrible of an environment the writers' room was um, and how they felt like they were kind of like a, a second tier of writers uh, being given, you know, the the echo death and. Um, I'm just going to read this. This is an excerpt from uh, uh, from that. It's uh, Awusu Breen and Sh- Shapker were assigned the episode in which Akidnoya Agbaje's character, Mr. Echo, is killed off. The actor wanted to leave the show, a situation that can be an inconvenience to producers, 
but is a relatively normal event. The conversation that took place when Owusu Brain and her writing partner got feedback from Cuse on their episode was not normal, and that's Carlton Cuse, uh, one of the showrunners. Uh, the showrunner, it seemed, had been thinking about how Mr. Echo should die. Carlton said something to the effect of, I want to hang him from the highest tree. God, if we could only cut his dick off and shove it down his throat. At which point I, meaning Owusu Brain, said, uh, you may want to temper the lynching imagery lest you offend. And I was very clearly angry. Another person who was present uh, also recalled Cuse offering violent imagery of Echo's death in the trees in a way that immediately made them think of lynching. Uh, this person said that they definitely heard the remark about the character's genitals, but doesn't recall if it was Cuse that said it. Uh, Adewale Akinoya Agbaje, I don't think he's ever really talked about why he wanted to leave the show. Uh, I know that both of his parents died very uh, close to another to each other, um, and uh, I I think that that's the most we've ever gotten from him is that he just didn't mm. want to be uh, away from home in Hawaii while that was happening, um, or after that had happened, uh, and uh, so he I don't think has ever really spoken out about. Mm -hmm. like a toxic environment on Lost. So I'm not going to like assume that that's why he wanted to leave. But if you told me that was why he wanted to leave, I also wouldn't be like shocked or anything like that. Just based on this kind of stuff where him wanting to leave gets them, gets Carlton Q so mad that he uh, starts going extremely racist about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, prior to us recording today, I was uh, looking up some articles to see if I could find anything uh, about his departure. And I did find a little excerpt from an interview with TV Guide. Uh, this is from 2006 with the showrunners. And they asked about him leaving specifically. Um, the interviewer said, it's no secret secret that Adewale wasn't the most beloved cast member. Did that play any role in his departure? Uh, my colleague reports that per multiple sources, the 39-year-old actor had become an increasingly difficult presence on set, refusing to film scenes as scripted, insisting on re rewrites, and even demanding several times to be released from his contract. Um, and this was back in 2006. Lindelof responded, we don't really talk about anything other than the creative decisions made on the show. If you're hearing it from other people, you're not hearing it from us, not to mention we're in LA, so we would never let that kind of thing determine the creative direction of the show. We're all in the service of the story. Um, the yeah. story that they're creating is... You know, it's right centered around because in that same for uh, Adewale, episode we kind of we talked about it a little bit back then. Black too, person is, from uh, Africa, Harold Perrineau and he should have some kind of to, say on it. Like, the, like not be like, hey, maybe Michael shouldn't be like an absent black father. Citing as somebody uh, being difficult, basically immediately getting ostracized. Really, and maybe it's even not the same that it would that. be. Now. So like, yeah, the you know, whole like, like this guy was being really difficult. He kept wanting rewrites. Um, I mean, I I will say, knowing what a cudgel it has been uh, against like actors who tried speaking out about stuff, I basically never. Right. Uh, it doesn't influence my judgment one way or the other when I hear like, oh, this person was really difficult on set. Um, because the, the amount of times, like, you hear that and then you find out, it's like, oh, it's because this person didn't want to sleep with Harvey Weinstein or whatever. Um, not that that's what was going on on Lost, I'm just saying in terms of, uh, it, it's often used as a way to, uh, get the public against somebody without ever, like, like in the, with that, that quote that you read from Damon Lindelof, he never says, like, mm -hmm. uh, oh no, Adewale was great to work with. He says, oh, well, you're not hearing that from us. Like, uh, he, 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 yeah, right. He's just right. saying, like, hey, you didn't hear that from me, essentially. 
which is so spineless and weak. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The, I, I mean, we don't we don't have to dwell on it too much, but it is important to talk about, and also why this episode does not quite have the yeah exactly. It, it he's just pointing the finger somewhere else, like he's not. Um, mm-hmm. like, you know, I right. loved, I, not loved, I don't know, well, I don't know, I loved Shannon's character. Her death should not have been treated with more reverence than Echo's, frankly. Echo was so much more important to the show, uh, as much as I like Shannon. And I know that she was maybe a little bit of an earlier death, and maybe now we're getting to the point where it's less impactful every time, but, um... You know, like, this episode, like, they barely even spend any time, <laughs> like, thinking about Echo's death before, like, we get the mm-hmm. the, the ending line and it kind of, like, ends on this cliffhanger. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that it is important to talk about that yeah. stuff because Echo definitely got uh, the short end of the, uh, the prayer stick uh, on this one, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but let's... Let's get into the episode then. So this episode aired November 1st, 2006. Uh, as we said, it was written by Monica Wusubreen and Alec and Shapker. Yeah. And it was directed by Jack Bender. Um, and I believe we start with a flashback. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. So, uh, Echo and Yemi are breaking into a pantry, a little shed yeah. to find. Yeah, just food. a little short one. And I mean, it, it's a good. End up I getting think caught that the, the flashbacks are really well written. Confession. Um, and like I do like uh, this Echo direction says that he for was Echo just trying too. to feed his little like brother, this, but like, that doesn't matter to the um, um, Like I'm doing what I have sinned. to do. Thing. Um, uh, it is. And it is then cool. It, it goes um, to let me ask, since it plays such a big part in this, have you ever given confession at a church, mm-hmm. or I guess at a Catholic church specifically? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. I would, uh, I, I don't mm-hmm. even know uh, that, um, I mean, this is obviously a very hack joke, but it feels like it would just be like, what, do I just sit there listing everything I do all the time? I think it's all a sin. So, no, like, I never have, but I have seen Sopranos, exhausting. so I kind of I would also have a hard time everything having about a Catholic it, yeah. priest <laughs> tell me what to do. Um, no, I haven't. Like, have well, you? Hold on, where you, you're not a picture of moral authority i should be telling you how to repent dude um uh the episode starts with uh saeed who is apparently they just kind of gloss over him and <laughs> uh jin and son getting back to camp which jin and son don't even show up in this episode mm-hmm. um the they uh they made a big deal about them being gone <laughs> when Locke was given his speech about how he's going to get everyone back and then apparently that don't mm-hmm. matter but Said and Hurley are examining Echo, who has been mm-hmm. passed out for uh, days, apparently. Um, uh, Hurley, uh, as they're leaving, Hurley says, yeah, well, just stay alive, dude. Which is, I guess, uh, foreshadowing for him not yeah. doing so. Um, we see a little bit of a recap of his first flashback episode. I, there wasn't anything new in that, right? It was just, like, flashes. It was weird. I mean... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that it wasn't, like, super corny or anything like that, as it could have been. Um, but it also felt like it could have just all been in the previously on Lost. Um, so I'm not 100% sure why they did it like that. Maybe they just were watching... Maybe they were editing the episode together and it was... They were thinking it didn't quite make sense. There's a lot... There's a couple no. of things mm-hmm. like that, actually, over the course of the episode that I'll probably end up uh, talking about. Uh, Echo uh, wakes up in his tent um, to uh, see Yemi sitting there with a the lighter telling him that it's time to confess and be judged. Right. And then yeah. as we see Hurley, Saeed, and Charlie are walking away from the tent, they turn around and realize it's on fire. So they pull out Echo, uh, who starts uh, talking about his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they're putting out the fire on the tent, um, 
Locke shows up. I, frankly, I think they should have questioned Charlie about the fire a little bit. Um, I don't think he should be off the hook for that. Uh, and uh, Locke shows up and asks where Echo is. And uh, they realize that he has gone. They just uh, didn't see him take off, I guess. Um, Jack is in his cell doing uh, pull-ups. Uh, let me ask you about this. How do you feel about these? These pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he... It, it makes sense. I mean, and... I think it's... It was uh, good preparation that he's doing, because he does end up shirtless uh, in about 30 seconds, so I guess he knew. Um... Ben comes in wearing uh, white pants and a he's, white shirt, and I don't really working I don't, out real hard. Yeah, okay. So that's what he's I was gonna say. It's like if you buff. were like, "Hey, props master, I need uh, outfits for a cult," um, and I'm sorry, I, we need it in about five minutes. Like this is what they would show up with, right? Like this is this is so <laughs> cult coded. Um, not yeah, yes, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> cult. Uh, he uh, um, he gives Jack a white shirt and tells him to come outside because uh, they're going for a walk. And then as he's turning away, Jack asks him if his tumor hurts uh, because he says the the tumor is going to kill yeah. Ben uh, <laughs> yes. if it was unless those X-rays were taken. We couldn't see it, but recently. he was wearing Nike. Uh, ben plays dumb, uh, saying he doesn't <laughs> know what Jack is talking about. Jack is uh, led to a funeral. Uh, they are giving uh, Colleen a Viking funeral, which, as I believe I've said on the show before, is exactly what I want. Um, have we talked about what kind of funeral you want, Emma? Okay. Really? Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Do you want to... Do you want to turn into, like, a tree? Do you want, like, the, the the thing where they, like, they put a bunch of seeds in your gut and then you get treeified? Yeah, that would be pretty sick. I think we have. I don't know why this keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. I want to be buried in the ground with nothing but, like, a white sheet. Yeah. Yeah, nothing the between me and The Viking funeral is cool. I actually, I will say, too, back to Mother that's Nature. the realistic one that I want. Um... I also wouldn't I hate having cool. my corpse be shot from a cannon, like yeah. through, like Nancy. I know that there's a, like there's like I, a service I, I, I think yeah, in California that, that will do that. But I, this seems like tree. I think, that's I think if you put that in your will, the that's Viking one of those things that they actually cool. don't have to honor. Too. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll talk to my I'll talk to my guy, my my estate lawyer. See what he see what he thinks about it. Um, my state lawyer does also lead a three ring circus, yeah. so I know that he can get that cannon. Um, first time, yeah, Jack flirts with Juliet a little bit on the beach. Um, <laughs> I I like where their relationship is at, where like he Only very clearly likes out. her, even though he doesn't want to. Um, I think that that's a fun little. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're, we've talked about it. I love Juliet. Uh, I wonder by Brenda Lee is Brenda Lee's coming on strong over the loudspeakers. Uh, what an insane choice! Like if you wanna, if you wanna exacerbate the cult vibes, this is this is a way to do it. It feels like uh, Ben, as Juliet goes down and leaves Jack kind of up on the hill, she goes down more towards the funeral. Ben asks her why she showed Jack his X-rays. She says, "Well, I didn't tell him they were yours, but I guess you did." Um, and Ben is clearly angry with her about it. Um, uh, Locke yeah. <laughs> back on the beach the next day says that he has a plan on how to find the others uh, and then Said is very dismissive, dismissive of Desmond for some reason he's kind of like why is Desmond here for this which I guess but like Desmond is, was involved with the hatch which like was a pretty big deal but yeah Desmond thinks mm-hmm. that they can use computers in the other hatches to uh, communicate uh, and thus, I guess, find out where Jack and the others are. It seems... I don't really know what this plan has to do with finding them. Then Char- uh, Charlie and Hurley come up saying that they can't find Echo's uh, trail at all. 
Yeah, it seems like the exact two people you would not send to go do that. Uh, It seems like maybe Locke and Saeed should have been on that one instead of uh, the maybe we can find a computer. Uh, But um, after Charlie says that Echo was talking about his brother, Locke realizes, hey, we're all actually going towards the same place, um, which of course is the the plane crash in the jungle. Which so why we're, would they we're, send we're them? getting that plane like... crash in one more time, thank God. Um, and then we do get a scene of Echo sort of stumbling through the jungle as we go to our next flashback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well... Yes, and I will say this is like uh, this is compelling just as a story beat. Like having no, like having no other characters. A guy uh, has to flashback, pretend to be a priest. Uh, we get to see it would be like enough to make its own show. Yummy! Like there's enough for it like its own show there. It's on the plane, um, which is an interesting perspective. I like that they're filling that gap. Mhm. Mhm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um mm-hmm. So he gets brought back by the military uh and they bring him to the church. Uh he walks he's still in shock about the whole situation and he sees a, a very old, worn Bible at the little confession yeah, corner. Also, like you know, have. no offense. Echo uh, is about two and a half feet taller up, than Yemi, and about two and a half feet wider. Young so it's insane that they were like, "Oh, is that Yemi?" Oh no, okay. Um, oh, is that uh, Martin Short? Oh no, Anina no, it's Lou and her first son Nobles. Daniel come in and mistake Echo for Yemi. Uh, yes, Echo tells them. <laughs> That and they don't recognize him because he's been to the church before, so yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, so a little weird, uh, but <laughs> um. Echo tells them that Yemi was called away to a, a refugee camp. Um, so he is yeah. taking Yemi's place. Uh, it turns out that right she works at the clinic Australia and her point. son Daniel is an altar boy. Yeah. Um, um, she yeah, it's weird also asked like, him uh, if Yemi is uh, still go going to, to continue his studies in like, London, not, which I, I think they talked about how like you can't echo off guard a little bit. Plane, and Echo says like that he's going to take his place there too. Uh, so echo that's wakes kind up of in the that other gap that we get filled, the, uh, the where smoke he went to London too. around in the background. I will say I think this mm-hmm. is the best it's looked. I think they kind of figured out this episode how to uh, how to use it so that it's not like re- yeah. the CGI is not really jarring. Um, I, yeah, it doesn't look bad at all, I think. Right. Uh, but they only d- use it for a few seconds at a time, which is how you do it. Um, he, uh, uh, Echo picks up a new stick, starts trudging along, and then suddenly he sees a vision of, um, something we don't actually even see in the, ep- in the flashbacks, but later on of the gangsters that he's going to interact mm-hmm. with. Um, yeah, I thought it looked uh, okay. He lifts up a machete that he's also, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, hallucinating. And as he's about to strike one of them down, uh, he suddenly sees a vision of Daniel, the altar boy, again. And, and then uh, eventually he's left alone in the jungle once more. Um, back on the beach, uh, Locke offers to let anybody come along to the Pearl Station. And uh, I, I, this feels like another one where it's like, oh, we're trying to, like... Uh, answer some of the criticism people have of how only certain people get involved in the stuff on the island. So now Locke's opening it up to everybody. Um, and we get Nikki and Paolo coming along for this one. How do you feel about Nikki and Paolo? What's your What's your thoughts as of this episode? Really? 
Okay. Yeah. Let's just say he's a he's a d bag. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, they. I don't know. They're well, don't they're fine. Know. It really feels like the writers are I trying to push him on us. A, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Only expletives are coming to my mind. He's just such a, yeah. an asshole. Like, don't like him, Nikki. I don't know enough about right. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially this is an episode that's centered around the best character addition they've had so far, which is Echo. Like they've yeah. done it, they brought I, I people guess if in that's before, their answer to and it was not this ham-fisted. So criticism about it, like it seems like what they just, just wanted go was with to what you're doing. maybe don't. I don't know, especially when you have Sun and Jin, littler things who aren't in this <laughs> at episode. This point, like we really need them involved. I don't this could know. be our chance to really have everybody get involved now that everyone's so spread out. Um, and instead, they're still just they wanted to add some more people in so that there could always be people benched. I guess. Hmm. Um, Desmond asks Locke if uh, they're going after Echo or if they're going after the Pearl Station. Uh, Locke tells him that it's both, that the plane crashes on top of the entrance, and Desmond says that's quite a coincidence, and now Locke gets to be the one who says, don't mistake a coincidence mm-hmm. for fate. So, I guess he's stolen Echo's line as everybody else has stolen his, don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah. Um, and then we see Echo stumble to a river and uh, take a drink. I know, I love that too. How he's just he's just using it as like a wash basin. Apparently there was a deleted scene where he's also like gargling it and then spitting it back into the bowl. He's using it mm-hmm. under his armpits. Um. <laughs> in the next flashback, Echo is washing his hands <laughs> in the holy water. And the... <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, the altar boy, Daniel, tells him he's not supposed to do that and that Father Yemi would never do that. And <laughs> um, then as they're kind of having that interaction, you can hear gunfire from out in the distance and a group of men are in the back of a car shooting automatics into the air uh the leader gets out of the car and asks where yemi is and it turns out that yemi had an arrangement with this militia gang where they oh yeah true. the church and community would receive vaccines yeah, from the red cross and now, I will say, do you think it's weird that they don't say what disease the, the vaccine is for? Amica they just and keep saying it's in for the vaccine. So like, it seems like the, it could only uh, be malaria, right? Um, which, like, I don't know why they enough, would not want to say that. Originally but it honestly kind of stuck out name. to me this time. So it's kind of funny that they're recycling um, it in this way. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that could be like, hey, so this is the, the vaccine it would be. I personally think it's more of these snowflakes, uh, Holly yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, I just trying to push I think it vaccine kind of, agenda like, again on us. goes to Obviously, show it's that about fifteen years early like here. How but important that it really, is to have uh, excuse it more diverse um, voices in your yeah. writers' room, or at least have you interacted with any people that who are insane about look the vaccine over things? Still? This is being recorded in late 2023, by the way. Um, I do think it's... Yeah, I think it's very funny when you see people who are still mad about it. Mm. Yeah, yes. Oh, my gosh. It was coming. Yeah. The, The guy who's still getting kicked out of Costco just because he's so angry about it for some reason. Yeah. Not yeah. in person. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's because he's being a menace. Yeah. Um, or, like, 
the mask thing too. Like just wear a mask or don't wear a mask. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like nobody's. Yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with a mask. It's because he's yelling. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm glad that that is not uh, a regular occurrence anymore. Um, uh, so, um, he, they do all of this in exchange for protection. So the community gets protection when the militia gets these. You gotta feel bad for her. I gotta say, she really um, wasn't doing nothing. Echo tells them that he's not afraid of him and he um, turns his back and starts to walk away. And as he's walking away, Amika shoots a woman yeah. who is just innocently skinning by. Um, I mean, yeah, um, it, it definitely is to me like. To Come I mean, Echo doesn't even Friday end up when the taking the vaccine to either, come which is the wild thing. To kill like, I don't know. It seems like everybody else was cool with the arrangement, arrangement except for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, back mm-hmm. on the island, uh, as he's taking a drink, that was kind of rough. he I, eventually I hears and then turns around and sees the smoke happened. monster behind him. Uh, but as he turns around, it uh, runs away, essentially. Um, and then Locke appears on the other side of the river saying uh, hello to Echo. Um, Juliet brings Jack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Locke has his groove back in this episode. He's, uh, he's, he's at full I'm a shaman again, Locke. Um, which is uh, good because, uh, the, his replacement was Echo and, uh, he's not going to be around too much longer. Uh, back in his cell... Juliet has this brings wild Jack look on his, his food. Face she too. has it on like, like he's a classic so excited to talk to silver serving tray so with like the he thing that she wait. takes off uh, to reveal what it is underneath. Yeah, uh, it's a cheeseburger. They flirt about how she mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> killed the cow and made the burger and rendered the animal fat for the fries. Um, but as they're sitting mm-hmm. there talking, Ben comes in and interrupts. He tells Juliet to leave uh, so that he can talk to Jack. Um, and then Ben talks about how they had a plan to break Jack and break him down and his spirit and get Jack to want to help Ben and think that he's doing it of his own free will. And he talks about how Juliet looks like Jack's ex because they wanted him to get invested in her. And he says that the plan died when Jack saw the x-rays. And so he says, he tells Jack to just kind of think about helping, uh, and asks if Jack believes in God. Uh, and Jack says, why do you, Ben? And Ben says, yeah, well, two days after I found out I had a fatal tumor in my spine, uh, a spinal surgeon fell out of the sky, which, to be fair, would definitely uh, feel like a sign if I was him. Um, yes, yeah, that's great. I, I mean, there's some, I mean, the, again, some very cult vibes coming off of Ben in this episode. Uh, it's good though. I I mean he's he really is a, a fun villain. Like you're you're happy to watch him torture Jack, which is rare. Uh, mm-hmm. Lo- as they're walking through the jungle, Locke asks Echo I like, if I did uh, like he's his looking line for Yemi. He's like, I want uh, and to Echo want puts to a knife to Locke's throat and tells him <laughs> not to speak Yemi's name again. Uh, and Locke asks what he's afraid of. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the next flashback, uh, Echo visits Amina at the clinic to ask more about the arrangement that Yemi made with the militia gang. She encourages him to keep the arrangement and tells them that they make a nice profit on the black market mm-hmm. when they resell them. <laughs> yes. um, and if they didn't have this arrangement, they wouldn't have any vaccines for the community. So all of the vaccines that they do have, they owe to Yemi. Um, 
She also shares that. Okay, but I think we should say uh, he looks cool as hell while he's doing it. Reminds her of Yemi. He's got a great fit. Um, There's very few people that can pull off those hats. Um, What what is that? The like (laughs) uh, a split second later, duck bill taxi to the disco bar where he's hanging out with his old crew, and he makes his own deal with the taxi. Very few people can pull them off, but in the black market for profit. He does look yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, just just bring your vaccine. They arrive at the plane, and we do get some really uh, on-the-nose, mm-hmm. like, 80-yard lines, where Paolo's like, what's the big deal with this anyways? And then Nikki's like, whoa, don't you know? Echo buried his brother in the plane and then so set it on cool. fire. I kind of want to um, grab a beer at the uh, disco so, bar. Which, again, feels like it could have just been in the previously on Lost. <laughs> yes. I, I I mean, it makes sense. It's a big network show, and this is right where you you were, like, uh, on the... You were in the, the, the higher end of middle class if you had a TiVo in, at this point in 2006, I think. Uh, Locke asks Echo what he saw, meaning, like, the smoke monster, I guess. And Locke talks about how when They're he not saw, any he saw room bright light for that was beautiful. Maybe missed an episode and Echo or says, two. well, that's not what I saw. Um, and then is this the most, um, on-the-nose, uh, thing that they've ever done in the show? They, mm-hmm. they pull the big boulder out of, uh, the front of Yemi's tomb... And look inside, and lo, his body has disappeared. Um, I mean, truly, the the only way that it could have been is like, but wait, we we put him in there three days ago. Has he uh, died for our sins, perhaps? Um, but yeah, uh, Yemi's body uh, Yemi's body is missing, uh, similar to Jack's dad. Uh, at least that's the same vibe I get. Echo says that he'll wait while Locke goes down into the hatch, and Locke gives mm-hmm. Echo back his cross, saying that he found it as he was looking for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah, he's he's completely unbothered again by that kind of stuff, which is cool. You'd love to see it. I kind of admire Locke for just, like, immediately getting over having a knife to his throat. You know, got to give props to that. They don't even, like, touch on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the next flashback, mm-hmm. uh, Echo is waiting in the church for the militia game to come back. Uh, when they do, Amika knows that he's trying to sell the vaccines on his own. And he tells them that, uh, you know, he... It is. Would never... He has a belief about not killing priests or something like that. Okay. And then... But he said that he's going to cut off his hands to teach him a lesson. Um, But as he goes in to do that... Mm Echo kills all of yeah. them with the same now, machete. Now, can I ask? I will uh, say, for me personally, I am similar to that guy. I also have this episode is pretty um, a thing where I just don't um, kill priests. And do you, are you the he same? Or do you walks out of the church cool just it? covered in blood and holding a gun in front of the oh, entire okay. community, so everybody knows yeah. what he um. just did. <laughs> they look out um, of horror. Yeah, it it. I mean, obviously, I think they can't, is the the implication, show us what went on inside there, but it is wild how covered in blood he is. Yeah. It's been a rule in my family for generations. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't. I have read some of Preacher back in the day, but it was it was one of those things where that was back before I knew how to steal comic books online. Yeah, it reminded me of... Sure. Uh, it's one of my favorite comic book series, Preacher. They had the show yes, on that's a, FX I think for that's, a while. that's Garth Ennis, Have right? Have you seen it? Wrote that one? Yeah, yeah. In the Back in okay. the Pearl Station, 
uh, Nikki watches the orientation video again. Um, okay, Saeed sure. takes a look at the computer sure. but says, no, this is a closed like, loop. We won't be able to communicate using this. Um, and then Nikki says, well, like what the about PG the other TVs? Can they show other hatches? Uh, because she realized, I mean, this is again kind of like, feels like them using Nikki to answer uh, fan feedback, which is that why didn't they think about the other hatches when, um, from the orientation video. And so Locke even says like, well, I feel real stupid. Um, uh, we do get a, um, I mean, I will say this, my sides were splitting. I was, uh, slapping my knee, a toilet flushes and Paolo steps out of the bathroom saying, oh yeah, toilet still works. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was really funny. That's uh, <laughs> a great joke. Um, Saeed does get a new feed on one of the TVs. They see a computer room. Um, and then it the camera kind of pans over to a guy with an eye patch looking at it. Uh, I was crying. Wearing a Dharma jumpsuit. I was rocking back and forth. I was shaking. It was so funny. It was good. I mean, it's compelling. And then Lockie, Locke says, well, I guess he'll know we're coming. So that's something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. It's great. He's... Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh... uh He's he has a menacing look about him even without the eye patch too. I will say. Oh, that was so, so good. It works. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Juliet brings in a movie for Jack to kill a mockingbird. Jack I says, "I don't want to watch it." So she says, "All right, well, I'll just put it on without the sound on. You don't have to watch." It's just one of my favorite um, things. And she starts to apologize to Jack, but uh, we realize that in the video she's holding up like big fifth grade science project style poster boards that she's written on um uh basically saying hey don't listen to what i'm saying right now but when ben's surgery comes around you need to pretend you're trying to help him and then kill him during the surgery and it's a complicated surgery no one would ever know and if you do i will protect you meanwhile she she's in the room talking about how ben is a great man and jack needs to do the surgery to help him um, and all this stuff, and then she says, uh, at, at the end of the video, she holds up a card that says, um, now tell me to take the video away, and so Jack does, he says, uh, take this out of here, and she says, I hope you'll think about what I said, but obviously implying, um, the video, uh, not what she was actually saying in real life. I will say this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. I love this so much. It's, it's good. Like, just the, the... That aspect of, like, her talking over it with the, the like, sycophant, uh, Ben is just such a great man, with underneath just seeing her, like, realizing she's just an absolute stone-cold killer mm-hmm. is uh, really fun. It's <laughs> um, yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, just to like know that there's this dynamic within the others too, and just thinking about like uh, <laughs> what that yeah. means for yeah. he's the sweeping rest of the up the blood dust that's coagulated. It just adds so much. I I really liked it. It was really well done. In the um, in the final flashback, uh, Echo packs up his items to leave as he passes Daniel, who is sweeping up after a horrific murder. <laughs> He's um, he asks if he is a bad man, and that his mom says that he's a bad man, and Echo says that only God knows. Uh, Echo, on his way out, sees Amina and tells her that he is happy she has her vaccines, but she immediately cuts him off. She knows what was going on. 
Um, she confronts him about trying to sell them himself. Yeah. And yeah. she also tells him that the men yeah. he killed will be replaced by other men. There's just going to be another militia gang that comes uh, now to mm-hmm. take them. Um, as she is telling him yeah, this, I think I'd maybe be, men begin I'd be at least considering boarding that and place Pepe up, starts I think. to get upset. But he's forgetting one very critical thing in the scene, and that's that he killed three people in a church, basically in front of his congregation. Um, after they watched one of their other community members get shot for no reason earlier that week. So, I mean, it's it's up to them if they don't want to be in that church anymore. Which is great. She, that's, that's a really, like... Just realizing mm-hmm. that's why he was building the church uh, on the island. So uh, he that, says it, it's that one of those things where you're like Yemi's church and hearing that and then knowing uh, that Echo dies in this episode. That someday he will like, be judged for what he did by God him. and that he owes him um, for every life that he's taken. Uh, also tells Yemi appears to Echo as he's waiting up Yemi top, and Echo, and then uh, he says it's time mm-hmm. um, for the confession, and then kind of disappears in the jungle. Echo chases out after him, and they meet in a absolutely gorgeous field. Uh, this is shot so well; it looks so cool. You got the the mountains behind it. Yeah, I don't know what kind of flowers yeah, there exactly. are, but there's like a bunch of like red flowers growing, and it's it looks really cool. And Yemi says to start the confession, so Echo says, and uh, I'm just gonna read this verbatim because I love it so much. He says, "I ask for no forgiveness, Father, for I have not sinned. I have only done what I needed to do to survive." Um, and he talks so about how, uh, mm-hmm. when, uh, Daniel asked him, you know, if he was a bad man, if he could answer now, he'd say, no, um, I, I, I once killed a man to save Yemi and, uh, I'm not sorry about that. I'm proud. Uh, and Yemi's face changes. And then he says, you speak to me as if I were your brother, which is, um, great. That's just like, Ooh, now this is on. Um, Echo asks who he is and chases after Yemi, who's disappeared again. Um, suddenly the smoke monster appears and attacks Echo, kind of flinging him all over the jungle. Locke and the others hear the commotion and they rush out, but they're too late. They, they come across like a broken and bloodied Echo. Uh, Echo whispers something in Locke's ear and then dies. And then we see a, 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 a glimpse of mm-hmm. young Echo and Yemi smiling and laughing. Uh, this is really great. <laughs> like, this actually, like, really, like, I thought this was very, uh, touching and, uh, well done. And I wish that the episode had just ended on this. I, uh, I, cause I don't, this to me is just kind of like, eh. But Saeed asks what Echo says, and then Locke says, well, he said, we're next. And then end of episode. Not a good enough cliffhanger. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, same here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could have made that... Yeah. No, not... No, not good at all. They could have made what he said a cliffhanger and then... And especially now knowing the circumstances, For a little bit too, longer and gotten something maybe worse. a little bit juicier, so... Unfortunately. Just really disappointed. Uh, but yeah, I think I, overall I really yeah. enjoyed this episode. There are elements um, of this episode that I like so much. It came in at number 99 on IMDb. Echo's last Which, episode uh, with us. I, I don't think like it deserves they, to like be that low. Really I mean, like, like we said, there's elements of it like that to don't, see something don't a really work. For but there's elements off. of it that are great. And, you know, I do. I really do love the thing with the videotape. Um, yep. All of Echo's yeah. stuff is good. Uh, it's, like, well done in the episode. So I wonder if people are just rating it low because they don't like that Echo's gone. Like, he is a fan favorite character. Hmm. It's not like there's any kind of... There's, it's not the it's not the way it is now where people would be mad that a black man was on the show and uh, be thrilled when he finally died or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know why it... I don't know. I think 99 is way too low for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I would say at least in, like, the 50s. That would be... I, I think so, at least. How about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. 
Where would you put it? Mm hmm. Mm. Mm hmm. I would say like, yeah. like high 40s. Um, like and around then next there. week, uh, I, we will be I getting do really genuinely the episode like every time I that do, we get a little which flashback is a with Kate Echo. Episode. Um, Kate I have always Sawyer really not enjoyed either his. I think that his. But that well, kind of feels I mean, all right to me. We've got a lot too. of them lately. So, um. But yeah, overall, yeah, I think it, uh, I would rate it pretty high. Uh, good but episode. It's just, it's so wish, wish he, he wasn't gone. Left the way that he did. If uh, if you like the show, you can go to uh, you can email us all the best podcasts at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at all the best pods. Uh, you can also give us a rating on Apple iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your mm-hmm. podcasts. Emma, um, how many stars do you think uh, they yeah. should be giving us yeah. uh, for the rating? Five stars. Okay, yeah. So that's one star for each uh, pre-recorded line that Nikki and Paolo deliver, giving us exposition in this episode. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, next week we'll have I Do... Um, but, uh, until then, get lost. Oh, uh, five stars. A solid five. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get lost.